but she wasn't letting them have the last word. It isn't fair. Why do I always get into trouble? She walked down the street next to Miss Rose, seething and muttering to herself. If she huffed and growled, she wouldn't cry, and she wasn't going to give Arthur Banks the satisfaction of that, however much Miss Rose frowned. They had been told the day before that they were going. Miss Dearlove had stood up at the end of breakfast and explained that since war was expected to be declared within a few days, the Craven home for orphaned children would be evacuated somewhere safe. No one knew what evacuation meant, except that it was vaguely connected with the rows of brown boxes on the shelves in the schoolroom which had the gas masks in. Once a week, for the last few months, they had pulled them on and sat staring at each other snout-nosed and goggle-eyed. After the first few tries, Arthur had worked out how to make a rude noise, a sort of farting snort around the rubber facepiece. He did it every time now, and they all laughed. Even Miss Dearlove didn't sound that cross when she told him off. But Emmy had dreamed of those huge round eyes almost every night since. The glass lenses of the masks leaned over her, stooping down close and staring. The gas masks were supposed to help them breathe, Miss Dearlove said. But when Emmy thought of her mask, sealed away in its flimsy cardboard box, she found her breath catching in her throat. Where was this gas going to come from anyway? No one had said. Arthur and his mate Joey said that it would be dropped by planes. But all the gas that Emmy knew of came in pipes to the kitchen for the stoves. She didn't see how it could be carried in a plane. If only someone would explain, she thought bitterly, kicking at a crack in the pavement as they marched on. Where were they going and why? What was happening? No one told them anything. They didn't need to know. They just got parceled up like their clothes and sent away. Look! The little girl Emmy had been shoved in next to tugged at her sleeve. What? Emmy muttered, not looking. Over there! Ruby pointed across the road. See, Emmy? There! Do you think they're being evacuated too? Emmy turned and saw that they were passing a school, where a long column of children were lining up in the playground. They were carrying an assortment of battered cases and brown paper parcels, and there were labels tied onto their coats. I suppose so. Just like us, Ruby said thoughtfully. I didn't know everybody was. We have to get out of the cities in case of planes flying over, Emmy said vaguely. All the children do. That was what the boys had thought anyway. They had been lurking about the matron's sitting room, listening to the news broadcasts, so she supposed it was possible they were right. The children in the playground did look quite like them, except that there were mothers huddling around them, and even a few fathers. They were pushing packets of sandwiches into children's pockets, hugging them, running along beside them as the line of children started to snake out onto the street. The children marched away, following two older boys who had a banner with the school's name stitched onto it, almost like a procession, Emmy thought. Some of the school children were crying, Emmy noticed. A lot of the smaller ones were clinging onto their mothers, pale-faced and bewildered.
They didn't seem to know what was happening either. But some of the others looked happy, swinging their cases as if they were off on holiday. Perhaps they were. They might end up at the seaside. Emmy blinked thoughtfully. She was almost sure that she'd never been out of London. Until now, she hadn't really thought about where they were going. She'd been too worried about what they were leaving behind. Maybe those two boys in the line grinning all over their faces were right. It was an adventure. But almost all the mothers were brushing tears away quickly, with the sides of their hands so as not to show. Emmy shivered. She supposed the children from the home were lucky. All the adults they knew were coming with them. It didn't make her feel lucky, though. She tried to remember the softness of Lucy's head bumping against her fingers, the warmth of her breath as the little cat nuzzled against her. But all she could...